I'd like to welcome you to our Sunday morning service, and especially those of you that are joining us by the way of the internet. We thank God for your presence with us. Thank you for tuning in and listening, and I trust this message will help you and be a blessing to you uh, today. And uh, if you would like to find your place in John chapter 11, John chapter 11, and the title of the message is Don't Miss Out. I don't know about you, but I can say I've missed out on a lot of things in this world and a, a lot of things I'm glad I've missed out on. Amen. But there are some things that I can say I missed out on. You ever missed out on a sale? You ever missed out on an opportunity to get something that you needed, but just something happened, you missed out on it and, and things like that. Missed out on opportunities to do something for the Lord. There's some things we missed out on we regret and uh, we wish we could do more, but I'm just going to go ahead and just challenge you today. Don't miss out. Don't miss out on what God has for you. And don't miss out on this message. Don't tune out. Stay in there and may the Lord use it. If you're saved, you ought to rejoice that you're saved. Thank God that you're one of them that believed on Him. But it ought, this message ought to challenge you if you are saved to want to pray for others and that you want to reach out and see as many people as you can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And John chapter 11, and again, this is a very familiar, familiar passage here. And, and chapter, you got the story where Jesus is going to bring Lazarus back from the dead after he'd been laid in the grave for four days. And, uh, but for the sake of time, we're, we're not going to read this whole story here because it's a very familiar story. You know the story. And, but I'd like to get to verse 45 and 46. It says, Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that good? Many, it says, many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, uh, they believed on him. If you've believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, can I just say that's a good thing? But then it goes on in verse 46, it says, but some of them. Some of those that had came from Jerusalem, some of those that had came to comfort Mary and Martha and those that saw and heard and what, what Jesus did, it says, but some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Those in verse 46 were among those who had witnessed everything that Jesus had done that day, but they missed out. You understand, that's why I'm telling you that this, this title, Don't Miss Out, because they missed out on the opportunity of a lifetime. Some, many it says, believed on Him. But some of them went their ways. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but uh, by me. Uh, many that day believed that Jesus was the way, He was the truth and the life, but it says that some, but some went their ways. While many believed, some rejected Jesus as the resurrection and the life. Uh, I, I, I would dare to say that there's many 
uh, in this room today, maybe many that are tuning in by the way uh, of the internet, uh, you've believed uh, on Jesus Christ as the Son of God and that He died on an old rugged cross, was buried and rose again for your justification and He bore your sin, He bore your reproach, uh, He's risen, He's interceding at the right hand of the Father for you and I, but there's always going to be some... Though they heard and witnessed the words of life, they will choose to go their ways. What kept these Jews from believing on Jesus? Because it says many believed. But what kept that some from believing on Jesus? And, and right here's the answer. Religion. They went their ways straight to where? to the Pharisees. The Pharisees are those who were trusting in their religious efforts uh, to give them favor with God. Uh, they were trusting in the fact that they were good people doing good things. Uh, and, and can I just remind you today that all religion is based uh, on work salvation. Not by faith, not by, not by grace. <laughs> but by works. One of the greatest hindrances, keeping people from turning to the Lord and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's religion. Religion has been used by Satan to send more people to hell than any other means. One of the men in our church, he, he sent me a picture of a poll, the results of a poll that was posted on YouTube. and It says that 32 3.2 million people responded to this question. Do you think you're a good person? 70% of those that responded, of that 3.2 million that responded, said, yes, I'm a good person. While only 30% said no. Two out of three people have fallen for the lies of religion and of the devil, thinking that they're good enough or that they are a good person. According to God's Word, it says there's none good but God. In Psalms 14.3, it says, They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Isaiah 64, 6 says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Any good deeds or good works or any attempt to gain God's favor by our own efforts is nothing but filthy rags in the eyes of God. This religious crowd that's mentioned here in John chapter 11 they walked away from the way they walked away from the truth they walked away from the life because they trusted in their own ways according to this result of this poll here on, on YouTube there that tells me that two out of three homes or 70% of the homes who received a gospel mailer this week right here in our community are trusting in some form of religion to take them to heaven. If that's a representation, if you would, of, you know, of an area. 
Do you see the need that we must continue to get the gospel out? We must keep telling people about Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, and there's no other way to get to heaven but by Him. Two out of three homes that'll even look at the gospel mailer and consider what's written there. They'll walk away from the way, the truth, and the life. And they'll go their own ways. We're praying for many people to believe. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13, it says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Oh, in verse 35 of John chapter 11, the shortest verse in the Bible here says that Jesus wept. He wept. No wonder he wept. Yes, he was touched uh, by the feelings of those uh, who had lost a loved one. But I cannot help to wonder if he also wept over the condition of all those that were dead in their trespasses and sins. Oh, they were still alive physically, but they were dead in their trespasses and sins. You see, Lazarus was a believer. Martha and Mary were believers. Many, it says, would believe on him, but there were some who went their ways and immediately resorted back to their religion. The Bible tells us that Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Uh, he saw the coming destruction and we too, uh, we, we should be weeping as we see the coming destruction of people who reject Christ. Through my personal Bible reading and personal meditating of the Bible, I read through the book of Revelation once a month. And that's on top of other reading and meditating that I do in the Word of God. But every time I come across a verse that, that talks about the death of those that reject Christ, and it's many there in the book of Revelations, it just breaks my heart. It renews in me a sense of urgency to reach boys and girls, mom and dads and grandparents, Parents uh, for Christ. Uh, hey, matter of fact, just turn to Revelations 8 with me. Turn over to Revelations chapter 8 and verse 13. I'm going to show you some verses that ought, that ought to just renew in you a sense of urgency that there's such a great need to reach people for the cause of Christ. In Revelations 8 13, it says, And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice, Whoa! Woe, woe to the who? The inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. He, he said, woe, woe. Hey, there, there's so much desolation. There's so much despair. There's so much death coming. Oh my goodness. And, and here we see a warning. Hey, he's warning those. Hey, there's yet more to come. Look in uh, chapter 9 and verse 4. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Uh, that's anybody that's rejected Christ, that, that heard the gospel message, uh, and, and they've rejected Jesus. 
And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall man seek death and shall not find it. It shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. Uh, hey, I don't know about you, but this sounds like some pretty bad stuff here. It sounds like some terrible torment uh, that people will want to die because they're hurting so bad, but yet they can't. Uh, and this is just physical suffering. There's a lake of fire that's coming after this. Look at verse 15. And the four angels were loosed which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. A third part of men are going to die in this one instance. May the Lord have mercy. We need to reach people for the cause of Christ. In Revelations 9 and verse 20 and 21 it says, and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet, and, and listen, listen, this is so important. All these people were killed. They were not killed. These are the ones that, 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 that survived it. Yet, what they do? repented not of the works of their hands that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood which neither can see nor hear nor walk neither repented they of their murders nor of their sorceries nor of their fornication nor of their thefts. Hey, you think things are bad now? You, You can't turn on the news without hearing of murders every day. I mean, even the little news apps that pop up for, for our local community here, but every day it's talking about someone in our, in our vicinity here that's been killed, uh, murdered uh, by somebody else. Uh, you hear of rapes and drugs and, and fornication and thefts uh, every day. You think things are bad now. Can I just say that the world has yet to see the wickedness that's going to be unleashed on each other during the tribulation. Think about this. When the restraining force, the church, is called out at the rapture, I can't even begin to imagine what families and children are going to suffer at the hands of other men That's on top of all the woes that are coming their way. It says that they repented not. They kept murdering, kept using drugs, and kept thieving, and and robbing, and stealing, and killing. I can read through the book of Revelation and I can thank God for His mercy. I can thank God for His grace. I can thank God for salvation. But it challenged me to want to tell more people about Jesus uh, because I don't want anyone to have to go through that time of tribulation because the lake of fire is at the end of that. People will be cast into hell. Did you notice in verse 20 and 21 that even though they go through all these horrors, it says that they won't turn to God and repent. You know, I hear people say all the time, well, as bad as things are right now, I just don't see, I don't understand why people don't turn to God. Can I just say that it's going to be far worse in the tribulation? And it says that they won't repent then. 
You see, it's not circumstances that's going to turn people to God. But it's the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ that will cause people to be saved. You see, religions have done more harm and caused more people to go to hell than any murder, drugs, or alcohol has. I was watching a, a missionary's uh, presentation. There's someone that, that sent their, uh, a copy of their video here of where God had called them to be. And, and something struck me by what this young man said about the country where he was called to. And, and, and he said this. He said that the greatest harm done to that country where God had called him and his family to go serve was that of religions. Oh, that, that immediately burdened my heart because he's got it. Here, here's a young man that understands the times. He, he understands uh, where, where, where the greatest threat is. Uh, it's the false religions of this world. On our way back, uh, from our, our vacation there, we, we went through a town here in South Carolina. And a, a, as we went through that town, we stopped to go eat for lunch. And, and the restaurant was filled with religious liars. They were so filled. This restaurant, I mean, standing room only in this restaurant. People were standing around eating because there weren't enough seats. Uh, this restaurant was filled with young Mormons uh, who were on their mission to propagate lies. Religious zealots, if you would, who don't even realize that they're being led uh, by the devil. You say, well, how did you react to that? I got burdened. I got burdened for these young people. And, and by the way, they've graduated from using bicycles. <laughs> they got SUVs and four by four trucks. And, and I was talking to my cousin about that. And I was like, man, I said, things sure have changed. And you know what he said? He said this very interesting. I never thought about this. He said, well, you know, they're probably having to recruit them by offering them uh, material things to spread their lives. Gold and silver. Think about that. But you see, even in the tribulation, people will still be believing a lie. They won't repent, the Bible says. Now thank God there's something that's going to get saved. But for a lot, but for a lot of them, they're just going to continue their ways. Number one, don't miss out on the salvation that Jesus offers. Don't miss out. Number two, don't miss out on the reassurance that Jesus gives. You know, things were looking pretty bad for Martha and Mary. But Jesus had walked into their Bethany. I don't know what you're going through today. I, I don't know what family problem here. This is a family situation. It was a death in particular. But you know what? There, there may be some situation that you're going through today. Can I just give you some reassurance that Jesus is not far away and that He's within distance of your Bethany, of whatever it is you're facing today. Hey, would you simply just reach out to Him just like Mary and Martha did? Would you call out to Him and, and, and let Him come and give you some peace and, and come and give you some reassurance today? Can I just say Jesus is never too far away? 
Even though it may seem that Jesus is late and, and man, you just don't understand how long it's going to take for things to change. Uh, he may, you may even think that he's far from hearing your cries. Uh, can I just remind you that Jesus is always near? Look in verse 3. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus received the words there that Lazarus was sick, he was only 15 to 20 miles away at that time. At that particular moment, he was just 15, 20 miles away. I mean, we're, we're just talking of days of walking, a one day of walking, and, and Jesus could have been there. When that messenger left Bethany to summon Jesus, Lazarus was still alive. But Lazarus died soon after that messenger had left. It took the messenger one day to get to Jesus. It was one day's journey there between them. And, and, and he, he, it took him one day to get to Jesus. And Jesus sent word back to Martha and Mary in verse 4 and 6 here. And this is what he said to them. When Jesus heard that, he said... And this is, he heard, he heard the message that came from Bethany. He heard about that. This is what he said. This sickness is not unto death. Oh, that ought to have had some reassurance for somebody. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Uh, hey, don't, don't miss out. Uh, you understand? Because they missed out on these words of reassurance. These words had gotten back to Bethany. These words had been sent from Jesus, uh, even though he didn't physically go there, but he sent some words uh, of reassurance to them. Uh, and they heard it, but they missed out on it. Uh, can I just remind you that Jesus cannot lie? He said that Lazarus' sickness uh, was not unto death. Now look, there's no doubt that Lazarus uh, did not physically die. There's no doubt about that. It's what the Bible says. But for the glory of God, Jesus would raise him again. You see, religion could not change Lazarus' condition. Many had come out of Jerusalem to comfort Mary and Martha. Religion could not do anything for Lazarus' condition. The religious crowd, all they could do was mourn the loss of Lazarus. There was no prayers or no candle lighting that could bring him back from the dead. Jesus was the only one that could bring him back to life. Oh, the Bible says that we too were dead in our trespasses and sin. We too were like Lazarus. We were as good as dead. No religion or no well-wishing could change our condition. But thank God for the day that Jesus passed by our way with the reassurance that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hey, read with me here. Go back to John chapter 11. Read with me in verse 17. John chapter 11 and verse 17. It says, Then when Jesus came, when Jesus came, He found that He had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh to Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. 
Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. And, and she told the truth. <laughs> had Jesus been there? Had Jesus physically been there, that would have never happened. But I know that even now, when he was four days laid in the grave, that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Martha knew, she believed. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Again, nothing but truth being spoken here. And Martha saith unto him, I know, I know that he shall live, uh, uh, that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And in verse 28 it says, And when she had said, so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. Martha called for Mary, and she said, Mary, don't miss out. Do you don't want to miss out on what's about to happen? You don't want to miss out here. Why? Because Jesus is here. You don't want to miss out, Mary, on the reassurance that Jesus offers. Hey, Mary, he's here. Jesus, the resurrection and the life. And the Bible says that he that believeth on him, though he were dead, yet shall live. Many people will turn to Jesus in a time of despair, and, but, but, but they're not looking for eternal life. They're, they're, they're not thinking about eternity. They're only thinking about the now, the present. All they want is for, they'll turn to Jesus uh, because they want a better life now. Can I just say, you missed out. If that's all you're looking for, you missed out on the greater blessing. Martha said, had you been here, Jesus? Had you been here, my brother had not died. You see, our only hope of eternal life is in Jesus. It's not found in any religion. It's not found in just having everything go well for you and just having your better life now. No, our hope is in Jesus Christ. He died on the cross, was buried, and He rose again for our justification. Everything that had transpired over this four-day period was so that many might believe in Jesus, that He is the resurrection and the life. Hey, those that missed out on the reassurance that Jesus offers, uh, they went right back to their good deeds. Uh, they went right back to their religions, and they were still trying to figure things out. While oh, the, all those that believed on Jesus, they received the assurance of salvation. In him. Martha said, I believed. Mary believed. And many believed on him. You see, there's two groups of people that are here today This underneath the sound of my voice. Those who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, as their only hope for eternal life. And then there's those that are still in their ways. Who are still trusting in themselves or in some religion to get them to heaven. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, 
There's not many ways. There's only one way, and it's Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Lazarus, Martha, Mary, and all those that believed were glad that they did. But all those who rejected him as their Savior died in their sins and in hell. And in hell, they're still screaming today, I was there. I was there when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. I I was there. I even heard him say, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. I heard all those things. I was one of them that went my way. I was the one who trusted in my religion. I trusted in my good works and now I'm in torment for all eternity. Don't miss out. You see, you're either on one side of this equation or the other. You're either part of those that have believed or you're part of those who haven't. But here's the good news. You can be saved today. You can have eternal life today.